So, it's Mental Melissa again. I thought of something else I wanted to rant about. Um, <laughs> okay, so here's my other issue with the responsibility people put on others for not stopping someone from having these thoughts on suicide and ending their life. Um, I, I really don't know how else to express how, um, how private mental illness is. It's, it's very embarrassing and, you know, again, you don't know what's going on in other people's heads, so you really don't want it to be a show me and I'll show you mine. Or show me yours, show me mine. You really just, it's just better to keep it all to your damn self and not let anybody have a peek too much into that. So, a lot of what I've been reading in social media is some of it's blame. You know, why didn't they see it? Why didn't they know? Why didn't they help them? There's also a level of uh, curiosity. You know, how, how, how could they even consider ending their life when they have everything? They've got the spouse, they've got the child, they've got the money, they've got the fame, they've got the travel, they've got everything. Why? Why would they want to do this and I think from my perspective as long as those questions are being asked we are nowhere fucking near ending the stigma because those questions indicate that we still as a uh, population as a race as a group not race as a people um, don't don't get it at all uh, we still have no real understanding of what somebody who is so wrapped up in depression and the thoughts um, associated with that, and um, we don't know. So, for every time that I see that or a question like that, that's what pops into my head. We we're not ending the stigma. We don't even yet understand what the stigma is. Most people don't, I don't think. Um, you know, if you're, if you're battling something, you just come forward and let people help you and everything will be fine. Well, that's not really the case. You come forward and um, people talk about you. You lose friends of long standing. You might lose your job. Um, you don't normally lose your children, but there's definitely some ugliness that comes out of that um, so I keep trying to think how do you explain to somebody how delicate it is to breach a conversation with somebody who is suffering so bad what is it like to be able to sit with somebody and make them feel that it's okay for them to open up and show you some really sad, scary, ugly 
painful stuff. It's, it's not you just walk into a room and say, hey, you look like you're depressed and I am worried that you might uh, be thinking of ending your life. Is that true? Um, because the first thing they're probably going to tell you is no. Oh my God, no. I'm fine. You know, it's just been some stress. Been some stress at work, you know, stress at home. My marriage is having a hard time. It, it's not normally that easy. Um, so here, here is my thought as random and crazy ass as this is going to be. I want you to get a sheet of paper and a pencil, not a pen, because you're probably going to want to make some um, erasers and works to get some other stuff on there. Okay, I want you to write down all of your immediate family's names in one big line, like, or like, you know, down the page, um, and put like your... I don't know, closest five friends, put their names on that list too. Okay, so this is your, this is your immediate group. These are the people who should notice any drastic changes in you and who you should definitely notice drastic changes in them because you're close and you love each other and all of that good stuff. So next to each one of their names, I want you to write um, how much their mortgage is, like for like the total amount. And then I want you to write next to that how much their mortgage payment is. And then next to that, I want you to write um, their student loans. Uh, write the huge amount of their student loans what their current payment is when their balloon payment comes due and what that's going to be I want you to write um, how much they paid financed for their vehicle um, the real amount not the, the bullshit amount where they tell you that they got a really good trade in and um, they got great financing. I mean, like, I want them to pull out um, their, well, nobody has coupon books anymore, do they? Um, I want them to pull out, maybe pull up their last um, statement online so you can see uh, the total amount financed and then the total amount left. Credit cards, do each one of those individual, um, both what they, the maximum they owe and what their uh, monthly payment is, minimum monthly payment. Um, I want you to, uh, on next area, uh, to write down what they have in their checkings, what they have in their savings accounts, what they have in their retirement, um, to include, um, you know, any company stuff. I want you to get a full picture of their financial not just a snapshot, full picture. And I want you to think about what I'm asking because um, more than likely, most of you are going to say, oh my God, that is 
way too personal. Like I, there's no way I could ask my mom and dad, um, you know, all of those questions. And there's no way my cousin Joe, he is ever going to fucking give me that information. And on top of all that, I'm not going to ask these questions because I don't want them asking me these questions. That's embarrassing for somebody to know I have a $825 car payment when I have less than $200 in my savings account um, and that I'm 47 and I have no retirement, not a CD, not an IRA, not a jack shit. Um, so I'm not going to show you mine. Uh, and because of that, I'm not going to ask you about yours. Um, I don't want to open that door. So if we're not willing, if we don't feel comfortable asking our friends and family these questions, which are really, that's just their questions. You know, I'm not judging. I'm not judging uh, that you refinanced your house five times in the past, you know, seven, seven to 10 years. And now your house that was like 175,000, you've got it financed at 275, but you got this, you know, great brand new fucking truck. I'm not judging. So don't think that when I ask these questions. I just want to know what your financial life looks like. Because I want to know, you know, is it going to be a burden? Is this something that might overwhelm you? Um, and I need to be able to gauge it against other people. But again, I'm not judging. I just want to know, like, could yours be more askew and out of line than some people in our family? Um, let's take it one step further. All of those people on that list um, go knock on their door. Hell, I mean, if you really can't do it face-to-face, -face, call them. No texting. That's not fucking allowed. Call them and say, hey, mom, um, when's the last time you had sex? With dad, without dad, whatever. I don't know what your, your scene is. When is the last time you had sex? Uh, Mom, wh when was the last time you had an orgasm from sex? Hmm. Again, super fucking personal. Like, I probably would discuss this with my girlfriends. Um, I'm joking. I, I really do discuss that with my girlfriends. Um, we don't want to ask people these questions because they're very personal and maybe we don't want to share the reciprocal information um, maybe that's why we don't ask uh, maybe we're scared to find out how we compare against everybody else for whatever reason we don't ask To think that asking somebody if they are contemplating, worrying about, obsessing about ending their life is also very hard. Um, part of ending the stigma is normalizing things. Anything that we keep in the dark, hidden, has stigma and energy attached to it.
suicide definitely has energy and stigma attached to it for for many the thoughts the reasons even if they're not the ones that eventually push and overwhelm the person who's struggling even if they're not the reason of that day um, it has a stigma it's huge nobody wants to share their struggle it's terribly difficult to explain to somebody what's going on in your head and then sit there and have them look at you so if, if we're not ready to have the conversation with people about their money and how they spend it and their sex lives and, and what goes on there, we are being ridiculous to think that we are ready to have a conversation with somebody about the thoughts that might lead them to ending their life. Uh, I think it's very naive to think that this will be an easy conversation and there's responsibility with this conversation. You can't have somebody tell you yes and you leave. If somebody says yes, you, you need to feel obligated to stay and help them get to that next step, that next place, that next handoff of this person who is in need. Um, I just think we're, we're, we're really belittling how dangerous mental illness is when we make it sound like um, The signs are obvious, the steps are obvious, and anybody who, you know, doesn't see it um, needs to be made to feel guilty for missing this thing that's so obvious when, uh, I think when you talk to people who uh, have struggled with suicidal thoughts, their families, their loved ones would tell you that things were not as obvious as movies make it out to be. Uh, so there's my thoughts on suicide and getting to know people, getting in people's business, getting into their personal lives. Just my two cents worth. Thanks. Thanks.